Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. In 1974, I was still in high school, and I remember going to the movie theater and watching The Great Gatsby. That was the one that was starring uh, Robert Redford and Mia Farrow. And I had heard that The Great Gatsby was this super novel in American literature, but I hadn't read it, so I, I, I watched the movie. When the movie was done, I thought to myself, well, it's a good movie, but I don't see what the big deal is. So then, if you remember, in 2013, it was a remake. Now, this movie had a lot more money poured into it because it had magnificent sets, great colors, beautiful photography, a lot of splash. But still, when it was over, I felt the same way. There's something missing here. Well, this last many months, I read the book. And I thought, wow, there it is. The greatness is in the writing. F. Scott Fitzgerald's greatest novel, it's the way he describes everything. It's not so much the characters of the plot, but it's what he says the characters in the plot represent. It really is a a reflection and and a description and a commentary on our whole American life. So the reason I'm bringing that up, I get a similar feeling when I read the words of Isaiah today. Isaiah, the prophet, he's got magnificent images. I mean, unforgettable, majestic at times. Well, today he has this image that you may have seen in paintings before. I have too. I had the same reaction. When I see the paintings, I say, they can't get to the meaning of this. A wolf is a guest of a lamb. Or a leopard is lying next to a a young goat. Now, you see what happens when you hear the words? All of us have visceral reactions to this. Especially with the baby playing around a poisonous snake like the cobra. And the next thing that happens, I think, for most of us, is when we picture that scene, we say, that could never happen. Nature of those animals, they cannot live in peace together. Now, scholars say that Isaiah may be talking in a literal sense about the new Eden. A king from the line of David will come and there will be peace and the world will be different. For centuries, we have believed that this is a reference to the coming of Jesus. They say also, though, he could be talking about the peoples of the world. Because we look at it today So much strife and division on every level, internationally, in our own nation, divisions, on every kind of level, socially, politically, religiously, on all these levels. And people look at it and say, you may feel this at times, there's no way we can ever work together. It's just not gonna happen. The danger is, that people could fall into a kind of a fatalism. What's the use? What's the use? Or they could withdraw and decide, I'm not going to be part of anything like that. We could have that tendency. 
It's natural. But that's not who Jesus was. He walked right into the teeth of things. He was always engaged in the world. When he told them, I'm going to Jerusalem, he told them what was going to happen in Jerusalem. Those around him, Peter at the front of it, Lord, you can't go there then. If you're going to suffer, get arrested and die, we can't go there. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You're not thinking like God. Jesus was always engaging in the world. And he told us, his disciples, you got to do the same thing. I'll be with you. So how do we do that? There's a line in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verse 21, where Jesus says to the people, the kingdom of God is among you. He uses the present tense. Some translations say it this way. The kingdom of God is within you. So we're called to make that kingdom come. Like we pray in the Our Father every day in our lives. Now there's tons and tons of examples of this. I'm going to give you one example. I think it's an interesting one that you'll find interesting as well. But I hope it makes you think of other ones that you've witnessed or been a part of. Or how you could be in making the kingdom present in our world today through the power of God and the Holy Spirit. So here's the little incident. It's a friend of mine named Linda. And you know how sometimes you know somebody and you say, I got to go to their funeral. You, they so impress you. They, you so admire them. Well, this was the case for Linda. She had a college roommate. She got to know her family. And her dad was a remarkable man. So my friend Linda drove all the way to North Carolina by herself for the funeral. And they talked at the wake in the funeral about the way he connected to people, the things he did for his family and his community, witness after witness after witness. A ton of people admired what he was trying to do. And she needed to be there because that is the way she felt. So now she's driving home. She gets to the northern edge of Tampa, six o'clock at night. She's just driven how long does that take? 12, 13 hours? And, it's, and she's thinking, oh man, I gotta get home. Because as soon as I walk in that door, they're gonna say, what's for supper? And she's at the edge of the town and she remembers that her assistant, she worked at the church where I worked. The assistant's name is Betty. And she's in a nursing home on Bears Avenue, dying of brain cancer. And my friend Linda thinks to herself, oh man, I'm so tired. I'll I'll go see her soon. And then she remembered her friend. He would go. He would go. So even when he's dead, he's still inspiring people. So she goes to visit, walks in, and Betty is wearing an Indianapolis Colts jersey. Now you need a little background for Buccaneer history here. Tony Dungy, our winningest coach, went to Indianapolis. And when he left, in her heart, she left with him. And now she's an Indianapolis Colts fan. (laughs) So my friend Linda is talking, hey, you got your, your jersey on there. She says without thinking, wouldn't it be great if Tony Dungy could come visit you on your birthday? Her birthday was three days later on July 4th. So she gets home, it's bothering her now that she brought that up. So she looks online, he had just published his book, Quiet Strength. So she looks up the publisher, writes a little email. You know, Betty's a big fan. 
She thought maybe they'd send a book. July 4th comes, and in walks Tony Dungy into the room with a copy of his book. (laughs) Betty died within 24 hours of that visit. I like that story, you know why? Everybody in it is focused on helping somebody else. Everybody in it had to go out of their way to do something. I mean, Linda was coming back exhausted from driving, and then Tony Dungy leaves his family on a holiday to come visit someone he doesn't even know. At that moment, the kingdom of God is among us. And we have opportunities like that where we might be inspired every day to help the kingdom of God be among us through the grace of God. That's Christ's call. That's the spirit of Advent. As we wait for the second coming of the Lord, when this impossible vision of Isaiah is our hope and our dream, it's God's will and God's plan, He's inviting us, won't you be a part of it? Won't you help me make my Father's kingdom come? If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.